Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, your weekly indie games podcast where we bring you the news about indie games and all sorts of awesome other stuff. We will be uh, normally as a section on the podcast, we do an indie games release schedule, but if we're being honest, Josh and I kind of just talked about it and I decided it was boring as hell. We kind of both decided that it's a boring <laughs> thing to listen to. So uh, we might be changing it up over the next couple weeks. I don't know necessarily what we're going to do next week, but for this week, you will have an indie games release schedule and... And if anybody out there is listening to this, like we're in some sort of post-apocalyptic world, uh, yeah, just hit me up and let me know if you actually enjoy the release schedule or not. And then you never know. We might keep it. We might not. We might talk about something completely unrelated. It'll be it'll be fun to find out what happens. It's going to be random and weird. And I don't exactly know. Um, if you guys have not noticed yet, I am in the midst of a cold or like getting over a cold so i do sound a little bit nasally but hey just work with me dude just just i mean or just don't and uh just skip to the parts where josh talks it'll be fine hey yeah baby yeah it's me non-cold josh non-cold josh yeah i mean if you guys didn't know that's actually a big josh boy so big josh boy yeah he he comes with me we record this every week uh it's super nice it comes out each and every friday on all sorts of different podcast services along with a sweet little youtube video if you guys want to watch it there or I guess you could watch. It's really just a static image, but uh, <laughs> listening to it there is probably what I mean to say. Um, and, of <laughs> course, you guys can follow us outside the show and talk to us outside of the podcast. You can follow me at Legion on Twitter, and you can follow Josh at the underscore George 90. But what I'm really dying to know is what you are playing this week, Josh. All right. Uh, well, if you're dying to know, I guess I'll... I'll uh... Well, actually, I'm already dead. I'm the, the ghost formerly known as Von Hyde, so really, I'm just kind of like ghost aching. You know how ghosts are always like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, can't does, hear it. It's, I edit it does kind of sound like uh, when I have a cold, I have that same noise, so I guess it makes sense. What What is a ghost cold like? Is that worse? I mean, it's like a lot of ectoplasm um so yeah instead of like you know snot it's ectoplasm and being a ginger ghost actually i get a lot of nosebleeds um Mm, which also happened when i was human so so you're pretty fucking gross all around yeah it's it's pretty disgusting i'm not even joking (laughs) getting nosebleeds is the worst thing ever i have to carry toilet paper in my pocket to stop my nosebleeds i'm not even joking but but that's a that's a ginger thing i guess i never heard that i don't know my roommate says 
I mean, she's also a ginger, and she says that she it happens to her a lot. So I don't know. I just get a lot of mm. nosebleeds, dude. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a very valid scientific study of two people. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll take your word for it. As in depth as the world would probably ever go, we're slowly yeah. going extinct. But uh, what are you what are you playing? I want to hear about these crazy games. The craziest of the games. Uh, I, uh, as we talked about last week, I've been playing more of that West of Loathing. Um, I finally got through the full game in the DLC. Whew. Good game. Real good game. Uh, I recommend that to anyone who has a brain because it's just, it's so good. Right it's off the so top good. of your head, how many cows did you punch? Is it a lot? I punched so many cows. I, I literally cannot even count how many cows. Because you counted on the, one hand? I could, no, I would need so many hands. What about 25,000 so hands? Do you think you can count it on that many hands? 25,000? Yeah, you got 25,000 mm. hands. Uh, I mean, pretty much 10 fingers um, all together. Well, I think uh, that that's groups just, of hands. So it's five fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think that just might be enough. That just might. I mean, you also have to factor in like people with less fingers. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because the cow might have, you know, bit it. Yeah, so. and you'd think I would not include those people, but you know what? That sort of variety is what this podcast is all about. Mm, that's true. That's really what we strive for around here: is people without fingers. Yeah, just weird I think shit. So. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that our tagline? I think so. Anyway, um, super cool game, man. The writing is so clever in it. It's just, uh, it's it's so good. It makes me laugh so hard. Like, and it just catches me off guard with so many things. Uh, like I was talking about last uh, last week, but like there was this running uh, joke in the DLC where it's just like constantly saying the word boo because it's supposed to be you're in this spooky ghost mansion, like, and you're walking through, and it's like. It's a funny gag because it's like obviously whatever boo it doesn't matter but it happens so often and in like the stupidest ways like you'll walk up to a chalk bar, uh, chalkboard and you'll end up writing the word boo and s- your character will scare itself and it's like I don't know why I wrote that like it's so stupid <laughs> but it's just like really like silly funny but then there's also real clever uh just writing to it that goes into this game because it is very heavily text based so it's just like all around I think it was a really good game um, and I actually, shameless plug, uh, got an interview with Zach Johnson, one of the, the main uh, minds behind the team, and that will be coming up uh, probably within the next week or so. Um, one of my favorite parts about it, just to give like a little uh, sneak peek into that interview, was the reason uh, that their currency is in meat. So I was like, I, I asked him, fuck? I was like, I was, yeah, because <laughs> currency in that game looks like a steak. And I was always like, is that because you're killing all these cows? And like, I was like, I even linked an article to him and I was like, there's an article of like people finding small traces of meat, like in their currency. And I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't why, but like, what's the reason for the meat currency? And he basically said that like when he was doing the assets for the game, he ended up not doing anything for like a coin or a token, but he had like a meat and he was like, ah, fuck it. This is it. That's some real thought through game development right there. He's just like, why not? I mean, I have the asset. It was so, yeah, it was so funny. I like that part of the the interview. I was like looking it over and I was like, what the hell? (laughs) I was like, this is great. And it really like that kind of moment is exactly what you'll expect in that game is just like, there's so many moments where you just, you don't see it coming and they just 
comes out of nowhere. I don't know. It's it's really good. <clears throat> Other than that, I've been playing um, a couple of smaller things. I ended up playing the uh, demo for that game Warp that we looked at, the Kickstarter, the other day. Yeah, last um, week. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. It was a little frustrating at first, um, but it was uh, definitely something that once you get the actual like ranged weapons, um, could definitely have a lot of potential. Um, Do and you they start you could off without they, ranged weapons. Yeah, so you start off as this little like it, it like makes no sense. You're like this little bomb thing or something. I don't know. The game is like super weird. Um, and you walk through, and you're just going in this like weird forest, and it, it seems like you and some other guy died and like stole the bodies of something else like i have no idea story-wise what's going on um but you start off with just this like stabby sword that comes out every time you click the left mouse button and as you go through the game and you fight enemies your weapon progresses where you get uh, a longer stabby thing and then you get like stabby things that come out of four sides of you and then eventually you get like to shoot these spikes and the spikes end up projecting you faster if you go in the other way of the spikes and it's like a, a thing you use to kite enemies and I, I don't know there's a lot that's going on in this small demo um but it was it was definitely interesting uh and i feel bad because i wish the kickstarter was going to get backed but i really don't think they only have like nine days or so and they're like 5k down so i don't know if that's gonna be a real realistic goal for them but i would definitely play it if there was a full-fledged game of it so maybe we'll see fingers crossed yeah you never know it seems really like intricate and unique and i've always wondered how many games that have like unsuccessful kickstarters end up just coming out anyway like they they continue development or they find some other way to fund it well yeah some some do there's there's been kickstarters and some are um very like open about what's going to happen if they fail like i've seen kickstarters where they're like hey we're gonna you know release this game or not we've been working on it we obviously want this game in the hands of people but this is more of like a test to see you know is there an audience for this game is um this something that we can make better we're still gonna release it but if you know they get the money they can put xyz into it um or you have others like um I wish I could remember the name right now, but we uh, talked about a Kickstarter game a couple weeks back, and it was like uh, marketing itself as a Stanley uh, Stanley Parable type game, and it was like the Cinema Rosa or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was, the Cinema Rosa. Yeah, so Cinema Rosa, they have a Kickstarter now again. Uh, they relaunched, so they're trying a second time. That's so weird. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping you from you know redeveloping or you know working on more assets to show like, hey, this is what it actually could be. Since a lot of Kickstarters, I think it makes sense when they're just in a, like a concept and people are like, ah, I don't really like trust it. But then when they have more to show, it might be better that they try to launch again later on. Um, so you never know really if this is going to like, it, it doesn't just because it doesn't fail. Doesn't mean it's the end basically. That makes sense. Nice. So you, you play in uh, West of loathing and warp West of loathing. Are you playing it on PC or are you playing it on switch? I think we covered this last week, but I figured I'd just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so I'm playing on the PC right now, um, and one of the things that's good about the PC is I don't think the Nintendo Switch has the DLC out right now. 
Uh, I might be wrong. I'll have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure it's only um, a PC-related DLC, and I, I don't know if there's any slated time for the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. All right. Well, just scooting over to what I've been playing. Um, over the weekend, I finished Mass Effect 3, but I don't want to talk too much Ooh. about that. Um, just that, yeah, finished it with all the DLC, got all the way up to the end, and realized, hey, guess what I forgot to actually download? Um, the ex like extended ending so i was kind of pissed off about that for a little while because <laughs> so i was like i downloaded all the dlc did everything but the one thing that i really wanted to make sure i downloaded and i even thought about it beforehand but i didn't do it because i was like there's no way i didn't there's just no way and it seems like in my life anytime i do not check is the time that yeah it's like no yeah you, you just fucked yourself so that's fun um otherwise i really went into moonlighter um with the announcement last week that they had like the minions update and that really sweet update um i went in and i was like dude i have to see how these minions work and if i'm being honest i got two different minions it's super easy to get them at least in the uh the golem dungeon the first dungeon of moonlighter it's very easy to get two um and i got these two like almost immediately and then after that, yeah, I haven't got anything else. I I, I haven't even <laughs> used them actually. Um, one of them can. It's it's like uh, it's, they're kind of weird. So they're based on they're just basically like baby versions of the existing enemies. And there's an enemy that looks like kind of like a helicopter bug that goes around and it picks up your items on the ground. Um, mm. You get a minion like that that can attack and also pick up your uh, pick up items and stuff like that. The only reason I'm not using them is because I want to collect them all and I'm afraid if they die, I will have to do it again. So I'm not using them. Um, so they have they have a separate health bar? I don't know. I haven't used them. I don't want them to oh, die. Well, you gotta, yeah. You gotta try. I literally don't want them to die, so I refuse to use them. Come on, you fool. You have to. You have I just to want to collect them all. <laughs> let them live. You can't just keep them in a cage all day. They're in a pen. It's fine. They're out in the sunshine. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, played a lot of Moonlighter. Really enjoy Moonlighter. Um, kind of like delving deep into that. And it turns out we talked a while ago. I think uh, it was like five or so episodes ago is when Arrow was on. I was talking about the uh, physical release of Moonlighter through Merge um, and how they mm -hmm. had a limited release of like a really cool edition of it that also came with a really cool plush. Um, and it turns out that's actually still available on uh, on Merge's website uh, for 45 bucks. So I'm more than likely going to buy that. So oh my God. yeah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> but the other indie game that I've been playing this week, um, I only played a little bit of it, but it's called Wizard of Legend. Um, oh, okay. I've, I've, uh, I've played that with a, with a buddy of mine. It actually is pretty fun. It's really fun. And I love the combinations of spells. I will say it's kind of annoying that, uh, your spells are limited to what, like what element they're y using. So if you have a fire-based spell, you can't use two fire-based spells. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, that's just that's annoying um because i would have basically gone entirely electricity but i can't because i have to have an ice and i have to have a spire a fire spell and i was like that's kind of annoying um and myself not being good at games at all it, yeah it's a very tough game to play it's a hard game <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's not an easy one that one specifically is um well where would i rank that 
it's definitely one of the harder ones for that genre. It's a lot of fun say. too. I actually really mm-hmm. enjoy it and I love the art style and the way that uh, they're kind of building up like spell casting and stuff I think is really interesting. I just cannot get far in it at all. I just, I die like immediately. And I feel like a lot, I swear these spells are not, they're like taking way too long to charge or I'm not using them and somehow they're going on cooldown. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know what's <laughs> happening anymore. I don't understand well, it. Yeah, well, you know my motto. Get good? Yeah, I know. Get good. Yeah, yeah I've heard it several times on this podcast. Uh, But speaking of getting good, I wanted to pop into our first news story. So uh, if you guys didn't know, we we do like indie game news, but we only get to cover like it's – I grab all the news stories within the the first couple days of the week. So a lot of the time we end up having to cover the stuff that happened at the last part of the week um, of the like previous week. So this week, though, I'm so excited we get to talk about this. Um, this article mm-hmm. is over on IGN. It is written by uh, Shabana Arif, and it is Hollow Knight sequel announced for PC and Nintendo Switch. Um Hollow Knight developer Team Cherry has announced a full-scale sequel to Hollow Knight called Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, almost from the the developer said in like a post. I'm assuming on like their like a blog that Team Cherry does. Um, it wasn't in their tweet. They just kind of like tweeted out the trailer, which was awesome. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I actually had a tweet that gained a lot of traction, which was weird. It got like a shitload of likes. It got like 80 likes, um, which is. I mean, some people listening to this might not think that's a lot, but considering my tweets get like one like and it's my mom or something, um, <laughs> that was a joke. My mom doesn't follow me on Twitter because I'm not <gasps> cool enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm not oh, cool enough. Man. Um, but this got like 80 some odd likes. I was like, holy shit. And all it was was like, when do you think it's going to be a DLC and it's actually a sequel? It's actually a full sequel. People like this shit out of that. I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> I, I don't understand why. Um, but. Uh, Team Cherry went and uh, posted this. Uh, almost from the very start, Hornet's adventure was intended to take place in a new land. Uh, but as we dove in, it quickly became too large and too unique to stay a DLC as initially planned. Uh, we do know that we do know that makes the wait a little longer. But we think the final uh, fresh world you'll get to explore is worth it. Um, it. They have a lot of stuff that this is going to go over. And I guess I should probably go over it because it's pretty exciting. Uh, so the game will release on Windows, Mac, and Linux, and the Nintendo Switch, supposedly at launch. So when this game comes out, it's going to simultaneously release on all these platforms is what the article says. Um I did not fact check that, but I, I believe Shibana Arif. Seems like a good enough person not to fuck with my emotions. You know what I mean? Uh, Team Cherry said more platforms will be added in the future. Um, I'm assuming, yeah, they would because they just brought Hollow Knight this year. Um, the Void Heart edition to both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So, or not this year technically. It was last year. I forget that like 2018 and 2019 are different years. You know, it's kind of a normal thing to forget. Just naturally. So the game will feature all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, you discover a new kingdom, explore coral forests, mossy grottos, uh, gilded cities, and um, misted moors. 
Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I feel like I shouldn't read this word for word. Um, so engage in lethal, uh, acrobatic combat, um, craft powerful tools, solve shocking quests, uh, face over 150 all new foes, experience a stunning orchestral score. And, um, there's also in a new challenge mode called silk soul. That's really interesting. Um, Speaking like the the fact that this came with an amazing trailer is so awesome. Considering several of the news stories that we're going to talk about today have no trailers, and it's kind of upsetting, um, especially since they're full releases of games. So, or they're they're announces of games. They're not releases, but um, I'm very excited for this. I love Hollow Knight, and I'm so excited for where this is going to take the lore. Um, and also. something that I realized while watching the trailer that makes a big difference is that in Hollow Knight, the, the night he never speaks, he just kind of like, he lays motionless. He either, he's meant to be like somewhat of a hollow shell. Um, if you know the lore and Hornet is not like that. And she actually has audio cues. Um, she did in the boss battles of Hornet in Hollow Knight and she does now. So I think that's really cool. And it adds like, just an additional fun little layer. Yeah, no, I um, I definitely think that this is something really interesting. I've always been a big fan of the Hollow Knight series, and um, this is an awesome addition. One of the things that I want to kind of touch on that's not really mentioned in this article that I thought was awesome is this team is constantly pushing out so much content, and they're so dedicated to their uh original fans and what i mean by original is dedicated to those who actually backed their kickstarter apparently those who backed the kickstarter are still getting this for free based on it being one of those uh i guess potential dlc packages that was you know for free coming out but they ended up making it a game so sucks for the people who didn't back it but man what an awesome thing to be able to to say as you know a development team like nope we're gonna keep giving to the people who first initially believed in us um i think that's super cool and like going past that the actual game of it like itself obviously this is just a reveal trailer but damn it looks so good i cannot wait to get into this hollow knight was amazing and the fact that it's basically going to be that but a full-fledged sequel to it so to speak um i don't care about the lore and we, we've talked about this before that Bitch. doesn't interest me really but <laughs> but the main part is just the gameplay the actual like it's such a it's such a solid uh metroidvania that i just i love the challenging boss fights i love the exploration of it i definitely can't wait to see and i'm really interested in whatever this challenge silk soul mode is what's weird is i hadn't noticed i i wouldn't say as clunky combat or anything the the first hollow knight just kind of has like slow combat um compared to what i've seen in this silk song trailer hornet is so fucking mm-hmm. fast and her movements are so smooth it's crazy i'm yeah i'm generally not a gameplay person but the gameplay in this looks amazing and i also really mm-hmm. love hornet as a character so you know <laughs> I'm naturally going to love this this game. Uh, but like you said, yeah, Team Cherry is putting out a lot of content. I think they put out four different DLCs uh, for Hollow mm-hmm. Knight, and then obviously they're putting out an entirely new game. Uh, the one thing I really want to know is, uh, 
this Zote DLC, Zote the Mighty DLC that they teased on their Kickstarter that they did not get to, um, they going to make that a full game or are they just going to make that like, you know, a DLC or something? Like, hit me up, Team Cherry. Give me the scoop. I want to know if I can play Zote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Don't hold your breath. But, I mean, you never know. I'm With already dead. This, like, I don't really need to breathe. I mean, yeah, so. Fucking well, Team Cherry's true. banging me left and right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a sentence all right <laughs> i don't know though because like depending on how this does and i'm sure this is going to be a hit like there's so many people who are so for hollow knight if they do even if it's just the same more of the same they're gonna have such a, a strong backing on this and such you know uh popularity as far as numbers and the sales go i'm sure um but it's raring up to seem like it's something even better because of the fact that it seems more fluid and more fast paced with this character. Um, so it might reach a different audience as well than those people who are already into the game. Um, plus from this one, it just, it looks at least in a lot of the screenshots, it looks a little more brighter. Oh, I was totally going to say that. Yeah. It looks much more bright and like colorful than hollow Knight did. Like, yeah, well, like I mean, that was one of also, the biggest concerns. One weird thing I'm going to point out, it's it's probably because the kingdom is essentially dead in the first one. And this is a yeah. live, like, vibrant kingdom, uh, which you'd know if you read the lore. So, no big deal. Well, I don't need to because <laughs> I've got you to tell me. Um, and it wouldn't matter because I understood that that was the point of, like, the first one. But, yeah, it seems like it's a different a different environment, a different area. Um, I don't care why, but it is different. So I'm sure this will appeal to a much larger audience because that was always a comment that you would hear about Hollow Knight is, yes, you know, the gameplay or the, the actual mechanics to it are good, but the world was very off-putting to most because they didn't really it's hard to jump into something that's so gloomy and so like i don't want to say ugly um because it's it's not that it's ugly but it's just a little off-putting yeah it's like really dark and somber i definitely understand what you what you mean Mm -hmm. by saying this one's probably going to attract a new audience one thing i do want to say that's kind of i mean it's related but unrelated um and it might make josh feel better is i recently started using reddit quite a bit yeah there was the thing that wow, came out way early on in the podcast that I did not use Reddit, and oh, neither does Errol. Yeah, and uh, if you guys are Hollow Knight fans, make sure to uh, subscribe or just follow the Hollow Knight Reddit. It's it's pretty awesome. It's full of a lot of really cool fan art, um, and you can also learn a lot about the lore. Uh, plus, it is an easy place to find the uh, Quirrell prequel comics, so no big deal. A lot of cool stuff going on with Hollow Knight, guys. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, speaking of things I'm also very excited about, I want to head over to our next news story. This is over on Game Informer, and it is written by Imram Khan. It is Undertale semi-sequel uh, teaser Deltarune coming to Switch and PlayStation 4. Um, I actually didn't realize that this said it was coming to PlayStation 4 as well. I thought it only said Switch. <laughs> um, <laughs> during today's Nintendo, Nintendo Direct, this is why I gave the disclaimer that we like report on last week's news is because this is today's Nintendo Direct, but this news story actually came out on the 13th, so this was a full week ago as of recording. Um, but uh, during today's Nintendo Direct, it was revealed that Undertale's semi-sequel slash prequel um, s- 
something Deltarune? What? Why does it say whatever? Um, Deltarune will Prequel. be coming. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. It's, it's yeah. It's like a because it's because it's not and it is like no one really knows what this is. Like, yeah, Toby Fox came story? out and said it is not a sequel. He, I remember yeah, when the well, that it was officially announced. Opinion. They still want to believe. Yeah, I mean, he said it. I, I believe what he said was it's not a sequel, and but he wants to keep it like up in the air. He doesn't. Oh no, what he said was he doesn't want to say if it is because that means that uh, the mm-hmm. lore would be tainted in a way because of the things in the first game. So, um, but uh, Toby Fox also confirmed on his Twitter that it will be coming to PlayStation Four sometime down the line as well. Oh fuck you guys! Come on, it's not even it's not even at the time when you could get it on the Nintendo Switch. Jeez. Uh, the gamer release on February 28th <laughs> on the Switch eShop and is currently free um, or as a complete uh, first chapter. The trailer indicates that further chapters will be coming down the line and will be paid, uh, though Fox seemed to indicate uh, this is a long way off. He actually said that when it was initially announced as well, um, that people shouldn't be too excited for this because, uh, yeah, it's it's a long way off. He's still in development of Deltarune. So, uh, yeah, don't get your panties in a bunch if it doesn't, the rest of it doesn't come out for years, I guess, is really what Whew. he's trying to say. <laughs> yep, got all my panties together. That's right. I mean, they shouldn't be, I Josh. Know, I just said don't. Don't let him be I, that way. I can't help it. I got all these panties. I need to put them in bunches. That's all I know how to do. That's all I know how to do. What do I do with them? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's cool. I honestly, like, when this first came out, um, as far as, like, the Nintendo Direct, I don't know why I didn't, like, pay attention to that part. Also, because the fact that you could just download it, like, right now, today, e- even though you can't play it. So, like, I downloaded it the day of didn't play it and then when we were like going through and like looking through the articles of which ones we were going to talk about i looked through this and i was like oh man you mean i can't even play this like i didn't even know and then i tried it and i was like oh yeah i can't i was like what is this doing here then it just allows you to pre-download it yeah so it's basically downloaded but the way nintendo switch works is like because it's it's people who like get uh you know like those codes that are more like early access based like i guess they're doing that now so like it's the same with like the yoshi game uh you can download yoshi you can pre-download like all those nintendo games but what happens is it it basically will ask you like hey we have to connect to the internet to see if you can play this and you're like what the hell does that mean and then you connect like you basically say okay and it basically just checks to make sure you don't have like an early access key or something you know that says like hey you should be able to still play it and so it just stops you and it's like nope you're not allowed to play yet that's fun (laughs) yeah so i was like i was like shit because because i wanted to actually try it because i did i didn't play it when it when it came out for pc and i was like oh the switch this seems like a good like medium for it i'll just wait until it comes out on switch and then it was like there and i was like oh man i'm gonna get to play it and then i was very upset did you actually play undertale yeah i did oh shit i thought you were gonna say no so we could like be brothers in arms against all the people That'll be mad that we have an indie games podcast and haven't played Undertale, but I guess it's just me. Feel free to, you know, put me on a cross or whatever. Just really burn me at the stake over never playing Undertale. 
I mean, that being said, I'm not like the diehard fan that like a lot of people are. I thought it was a good game, but it, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, everything needs to be about this like kind of a structure. So it, it was good though. And I, I'm definitely interested to see what this possibly turns out to be. Cause it like granted from the, the few screenshots I've seen, it looks very similar as far as like the art direction. Um, but gameplay wise, I, I'm not sure since it, it does seem to have like a weird kind of JRPG looking like at least from this screen of having, you know, the turn based like different characters. Um, but it's still got the, the like the hearts and the little cursor for you to play in. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm definitely, definitely interested in what this turns out to be. All right, sweet. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it at all. But speaking <laughs> of, well, I mean, I'm. I'm excited for it. I'm very excited because I will. I, I really want to play Undertale, and I've thought the main character of this game, uh, Ralsei, whatever. I don't, I don't know how to say his name. I totally just said that wrong. I know I did, but I I've been really interested in in that character specifically just because I think it's like kind of cute. Um, and Fan Gamer has a plush of it, so I feel like I can't buy that until I've actually played the game. So, you know, mm. that's my life. Just try, <laughs> just try it out, man. I mean, come on. What else are you doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. I'm, I'm the, yeah, man. Doing You're an like indie dead. games podcast. Gotta, ah, who cares about that thing? Yeah, I've got all the time in the world. I'm a freaking ghost, dude. You're a ghost. Yeah. yeah what else am I going to do? Like fuck around with boxes and shit? No. I'm not a Danny Phantom villain. Jeez, guys. Mm. Get out of here. It's interesting how often that comes up for such a dead show. <laughs> I like Danny Phantom, dude. I guess so. I, I never would have guessed that. Huh? Well, there you go. Uh, speaking of things I enjoy, um, our next Ooh. news story is over on Twinfinite. That was a lie. I don't like this. Um, Deck of Ashes. You like though. <laughs> that I do. Um, Deck of Ashes trailer looks like Darkest Dungeons meets CCGs. Um, which I'm assuming that acronym is collectible card games, by the way. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't too sure either. I was like CCGs and they don't explain it anywhere in the article. So I was like, Meh, whatever. We'll just, uh, we'll just go with the darkest dungeon part. Yeah. Right. Um, so the article goes on to say in order to, oh, this is written by, uh, Aaron Greenbaum, by the way, um, in order to stand out, some games take inspiration from other titles and blend them into, uh, a new experience experience i i don't like the the way he says that like in order to stand out that's one of the gripes i had with this articles is the in order to stand out thing it takes inspiration from other titles and and blends them together it's like okay you could just say they took inspiration i don't know why that like they need to take inspiration to stand out but okay um that's exactly what ay games is doing with its first game uh, deck of ashes while the game was technically revealed at the tail end of january the studio mostly posted images of enemies uh players would encounter but today ay games uh unveiled the game's trailer um it may give some audience is uh, cases of deja vu um the first feature you will probably notice is that deck of ashes art style it looks strikingly familiar to the art of darkest dungeon even though ay did not hire that game's artist uh, moreover the character and enemy sprites are animated which is not easily conveyed with static screenshots and pictures um 
this is kind of weird. This is like more of a trailer analysis than actually about the news. So the the big issue <laughs> that I have with this article, which is I, I don't want to just gripe on things all the time, but the only gripe, I, the second gripe, I should say, that I have with this, the second of all gripes I have with this, is that he links to the trailer. I don't understand why he didn't just put the trailer in here. Twinfinite does that. I know they do, and I don't understand why he didn't just link it so that I could watch it. It would have been easier, but instead, there's that. So I did not watch it, but you did. How did you like it? You didn't watch it? Oh, you're such a fool. I told you that! Why are you calling me out on the podcast? I told you! You just just said it. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm only calling you out because you admitted to it. You could have just been like, yeah, I totally watched it. That's fair. Dude. And so this is the thing when we talk about this every time <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like card games. I think you like card games, dude. I think you and I watched... just start saying you like card games. Yeah. So this was, I think this is where the point hit where I was like, I was watching this and I instantly, I saw the cards and I was like, this looks so cool. And I was like, you I like stop saying card I don't games. Like... Yeah. I was, yeah. Just, I was like, I gotta stop saying I don't like card games. Apparently I do. <laughs> If your first reaction to a card game is I like this looks cool, you like card games. That's it. You just like well, card okay. games. Well, okay. And once again, this is one of those things where like depending on how they do this, I might hate it because um That's it, if it's <laughs> if it's yeah, I know. If it's solely about like deck building, then I'm I'm not as into it. But there's the reason why I love games like Slay the Spire or like um, like Deep uh, Deep Sky Derelicts is because although it's like deck building, it's not as much of like, here you go, here's these cards, you have to figure out what the best strategy is and then just go into it. And I just, I kind of hate that because it, it always puts more element on the player of like, you just got to be smart about it, just figure it out. Whereas... I enjoy the random element of find like an RNG of finding certain things or being forced to have to choose certain cards just because it makes it a little easier on myself where I'm not doing more of like, just like, Oh, okay. I'm going to spend an hour strategizing. Like, okay, what's the best card? I just want to jump into it. I want to get random enemies that come at me. I want to be given a certain amount of cards and try to figure out what my best motive is. And with that, at least from some of the things that I'm seeing in this video, there's uh, a likelihood that that's going to be something that will happen in here. So one of the things that happens is you're, you you saw, you know, from the still, uh, basically you're standing in front of those monsters that kind of look like Darkest Dungeon and you have cards and you're playing against the enemy to kill them. But then when you're not in that mode, it seems like there's an overlay, which is a world map where you basically get to go to different areas you go on the map and you click which way you want to run to and there's different icons and it looks like um there's one for like a village one for uh, a tent where you can stay at areas that have question marks or exclamation marks which i guess you don't really know um certain like quests and things so there's there's different things around there rather than just build a deck and fight things that come out at you so depending on how they go about this i can definitely see this being something that is really for me. So I immediately went to the Steam page for this. I put that this was on my wish list. I'm most likely going to get this when it does hit early access just to get some uh, 
insight into it to see how it plays out because either way this might be a game that i love or a game that i hate and that's why i always preface cards game card games with i don't really like them because it's very easy for me to be dissuade um that being said from what i've seen this looks like i will probably love it i imagine other people might love it as well um if you guys want to check this out of course there is a steam page but it will uh deck of ashes is scheduled to launch uh in early access on april 11th uh but speaking of its inspirations our next story is over on ign it is darkest dungeon 2 announced man it is a bad word it's a bad fucking week for these guys the deck of ashes guys to come out (laughs) like and have that kind of an art style i mean i I hated that he compared it to Darkest Dungeon, and now I'm going to do it. So I guess I'm just a hypocrite. But uh, this article is written by Colin Stevens. Um, Developer Red Hook Studios has revealed that a follow-up to the role-playing game Darkest Dungeon is on its way. Announced on Twitter with uh, first details from PC Gamer, Darkest Dungeon 2's announcement came alongside a brief teaser video called The Howling End. Um, this video shows six returning character classes uh, from the first game, Grave Robber, Leper, Man-at-Arms, Plague Doctor, Highwayman, and Hellion. The teaser narrated by um, Darkest Dungeons' Wayne June says, In the howling darkness of the end, men will become monsters, but hope will ride with those courageous enough to carry the flame. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about, like, in an interview, they talk about how uh, the combat system is going to be similar to D1 in Darkest Dungeon, uh, but it'll be tuned up. Um, Darkest Dungeon 2 will release first and early access on, uh, and while no platforms were officially announced, PC is clearly a safe bet. Um, yeah, you'd assume, since the first mm-hmm. one was originally on PC first, so naturally um and there's all sorts of other cool stuff inside of here they also uh point out the fact that darkest dungeon is currently developed being developed by 14 people uh though the group anticipates this uh growing to 20 within a year and a half um i think that's really cool i love hearing about indie games like increasing um the indie game studios like actually increasing and bringing on more people um I think that's really cool, but I was not a huge Darkest Dungeon fan just because of the difficulty curve. Once again, to reiterate, I am not good at video games. Um, I have Mm -hmm. played a bit of Darkest Dungeon. I really enjoy a lot of the gameplay mechanics, uh, and I really enjoy the art style, but I'm just, I'm bad. I'm just not good at it. It's, that's the reality of the situation. Are you a huge fan of Darkest Dungeon and are just so excited for Darkest Dungeon 2? Uh, I was a big fan of Darkest Dungeon. Um, so that's one of the things is like, I'm wondering how much is this going to play into being uh, kind of what, so when Undercooked, and this is a very obviously different game, but when Undercooked 2 came, or Overcooked, Undercooked, <laughs> when Overcooked 2 came out, one of the big criticisms was they added so many things, but it just feels like the same game, but just kind of like a continuation of it. And I wonder how much of that is going to be in this Darkest Dungeon 2. Is this going to feel the same? How much of that gameplay change up that they're talking about, of like tuning it up, is going to uh, change the pace of the game? Because I really liked 
Darkest Dungeon 1, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't drop off halfway through because it just, it felt, because of the, the difficulty of it, it felt very hard to keep going because the progression was very slow in it for me. So I played for a good uh, probably 10 to 15 hours, and then I was like, yep, I've kind of had my fill. This game was awesome, but I think I'm going to stop here. And I'm fine with that. If that's what Darkest Dungeon 2 is, again, I'll you know I'll buy it. I'll play another 10, 15 hours, and then I'll probably be like, yep, I've had my fill. And that's fine, but... I would love for it to have a little bit different, um, I guess, progression, at least in the way of your characters leveling up or the items that you get, to make it not really easier, so to speak, but feel different, I guess, um, as you're playing these these newer newer maps, um, just to make it kind of more of a, a variety, so to speak, when going in, because there was a lot of times for me where I was end up playing a lot of the same dungeons because I just had the specific combo that worked well for it, or because I just had certain people who weren't leveled enough that couldn't go to the next areas. So things like that, or maybe even things to help push those who are you know, not as good to be more willing to take the risks, uh, maybe... Uh, I guess just easier ways to, to kind of nudge you into not being as scared to go on those, those higher risk areas or things that'll help to get you there. So I guess I'm kind of talking about making it easier, but like, I understand that it's difficult for a reason and I don't want to take away from that, but to make it a little more accessible to those who aren't, um, you know, going to be able to master the game, so to speak. That makes sense. Yeah, the the game is very hard to play, so hopefully it is a little bit more accessible in its sequel. So our next news story is over on IGN. This written by Colin Steven. It is the World Next Door release date announced. Uh, the world's next. Bleh. The World Next Door, a narrative driven. If if we go through an entire episode where I don't flip out because I mispronounce something or just am being a mush mouth, I mean that'll be the fucking day. That'll be the greatest day of my life, really. Um, yeah, that it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna happen. It's just never gonna happen. Um, the World Next Door, a narrative driven action or er, an action adventure game uh, from Viz Media, officially announced its release date. Um, announced on the World Next Door's official website. Website. The game will hit PC, Mac, and Nintendo Switch on March March 28th, 2019. It will run for $15, but a premium bundle that includes the game's soundtrack can be purchased for $20. Um, the World Next Door follows June, I'm assuming. It's just J-U-N, but I'm going to say June. Um, a rebellious <laughs> teen girl trapped rebellious teen girl uh trapped in a parallel world inhabited by magical creatures the game is inspired by anime and indie games and the players uh can expect to encounter and um eclectic cast of characters while uncovering mysteries within its world um a supernatural story driven game the world next door features uh fast-paced real-time puzzle battles where players activate runes to cast spells it also includes branching dialogue and reputation systems and a hand-drawing art style from lord gris um i really like a lot of the character designs in this game I think it looks really cool. Um, I honestly expected this to be much more of like a, 
like an anime titties game, uh, but it is not, <laughs> and I'm glad. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought it was like a dating sim kind of thing, and I was like, oh, great, another one of these. Perfect. Yeah, it, it definitely, like... I don't know why just stills of the game without gameplay. Actually, yeah, it definitely makes it look like a dating sim just because of the way that they're normally like formatted. But this yeah. actually looks really cool. Um, like you said, uh, like you said before, we actually started recording, which I just realized that's when you said that. Um, but the, <laughs> the gameplay is really cool. I th- I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting because it's it's different, like. Because I really like puzzle games like that, as as you know, a lot of people shit on it, like Candy Crush kind of games. Um, I actually do enjoy those games because they're nice. Because they they just it's like a certain part of your brain of just like flexing that muscle of being like, oh, I know where this should go, I know where this should go, and like it's rewarding when you get those right. But this adds that other element of like, there's things attacking you during that, so it's like that element of like, oh, oh god, I gotta, I gotta figure this out real quick, like, and try to dealing with like all of that. It's so chaotic that I feel like it will be very fun, especially since I'm guessing the for the actual puzzle of it, you have to basically match symbols on the floor that you're walking on, and it seems like each one of those symbols does a different attack so maybe it's even that you like need to find a specific pairing for like a specific enemy that you're fighting or like i'm sure there's there's different intricate ways that they could make this even more robust as far as like the puzzle goes to it and like the gameplay mechanic so i'm definitely um into this style i really don't care for the actual like art style to it what Um, it looks so pretty I know, but it's just like, it just seems so, it just feels like a dating sim to me. Like, I, I really don't like the, the, and obviously as I get into the story, I'm sure I'll like it more. I don't like the character stills. When they're actually playing the game, like as far as like moving the little character, I think it looks dope. I think that part looks very cute and it, it looks like something that I can get behind. But the actual dialogue part of when they like, their kind of rendition of a cutscene of having the two characters like standing there talking to each other just i don't know it just feels weird to me that's so weird i'm the exact opposite i like i like the cutesy overworld version less than i like the character stills i really like the character stills that's what i meant by character designs they look so interesting i will say the one thing i truly hate about like monster-esque uh characters is them having pointy teeth I've always hated that. I don't know why. It just looks weird and ugly. Not a vampire fan. Uh, I don't mind vampires. I hate it when they have all pointy teeth. Like mm. ever, like they just look like a normal human being, but they have all pointy teeth. It really bothers me. I don't. You're know talking why. about this, this like skull dude. <clears throat> no, he looks cool. That makes sense. His face is a fucking skull. There's another guy. That's like wearing a hoodie and has like a squid t-shirt on and his, his teeth are pointy and it's weird. Hmm, I'll have to look at it again. I don't remember him. I guess I just don't <laughs> like his character design of all of them, but this game yeah, looks really so. cool. Actually. I'm actually, yeah. I'm really looking forward to March 28th now. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming the reason your main character is wearing a mask is because she, she's uh, transported into a world of monsters and they'll realize that she's a human. So I'm assuming they're very much following the whole like Hotel Transylvania thing where everyone thinks he's Frankenstein's cousin, but he's not. He's just a normal they, dude in makeup. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that that would kind of make sense. But like, 
You can clearly tell she's a human. That's I don't fucking like... know. You could clearly tell that guy was a human, but apparently everybody was like, he looks like Frankenstein. Like, he's a ginger, so... <laughs> All right, anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> next story (laughs) yeah exactly next story that's what i was thinking as well um so our next story and our last story that we're going to cover before we hop into news cram is over on ign this written by adam bankhurst and it is shovel knight king of cards showdown and amiibos delayed um actually it's not amiibos by the way it's amiibo that's the plural version of amiibo which is really annoying um so shovel knight king of cards showdown and treasure trove three pack has been delayed uh from their april 9th 2019 release date announced by yacht club games the delay will allow for the developer to and this is in quotes uh bring these to a higher level of quality just as we have with previous shovel knight games um I'm assuming what they mean by previous Shovel Knight games is the previous DLCs, um, the yeah. like Plague Knight and Specter Knight DLCs, because yeah, I, I think I I don't really know what they mean by previous Shovel Knight games other than that. Um, uh, while no date was given, Yacht Club Games did mention uh, that it is estimated that it will be several months at most, which isn't bad. That like I don't know why, but it seems like inherently negative. But them saying at most is several months not that bad i've been waiting for these fucking amiibos to come out for like a year so (laughs) fuck i said amiibos again dude it's amiibo tisk tisk i don't know i don't think it's that bad i mean it it does suck because obviously there's from a business standpoint it's really bad when they have to push it back because there's a lot of delay and a lot of money that's kind of thrown in the trash so to speak just because they don't get what they were anticipating but from a consumer point of view i mean it sucks but like i'd rather them make it a better package than uh you know try to quickly release something that's garbage yeah that's very true i mean the so people really like the last dlc the specter knight dlc but um i mean plague knights dlc the initial dlc for um Shovel Knight wasn't as well regarded. Like it was, it was fun, but I think people thought it got really repetitive and weird. But I actually really liked Plague Knight, um, and mm. he has a really like interesting love story with his assistant. Um, it's it's a little weird, but I I'm actually really excited for just. I'm really excited for the King of Cards DLC. I'm I I'm a little less excited for the Showdown, um, Shovel Knight Showdown, which is a local multiplayer battle expansion that features over 16 playable characters, including those that are also uh, had their own campaign, meaning Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, Specter Knight, and King Knight. Yeah, and just, um, just scratch that and put Shovel Knight in Smash. Right? Wouldn't that be so <laughs> cool? Yeah. And then you could have like Echo Fighters as like Specter Knight and Plague Knight. That would be oh, you got me on one, Josh. This would be so cool. I would love that <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah. Just, just don't just make Showdown. He's already in Indie Pogo. He's in a lot of different indie fighting games. Just put him in yeah. Smash, guys. And then the amiibo is actually um, three different amiibo, and uh, that's for King Knight, Plague Knight, and Specter Knight. I've been waiting for those fucking amiibo forever, dude. I I'm not even <laughs> gonna use them. I don't have Treasure Trove on my Nintendo Switch. I have it on my PS4. I just want the amiibos. Damn it, the amiibo, because I already the have amiibo. the Shovel Knight amiibo. Oh. Yeah, so I need those. Got to get that collection, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I so I loved Shovel Knight. I thought it was a great game. I kind of hated 
the DLC, the Plague Knight and Scepter Knight. Like you didn't like Spectre Knight's DLC? I was not feeling it. I don't know. Like it was good, but I just I couldn't. I don't, maybe it was fatigue of playing them all back to back because I ended up getting just the like the 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 big treasure like, trove treasure trove package and like after i had played shovel knight and then some of each of their dlcs i was just like ah, i'm playing the same thing and like yeah there's a new twist to it but i just i just wasn't into it i was like no i've i've had my share but i, I don't know because maybe maybe i just didn't like their you know their style of gameplay maybe i'll dig shovel knight or not shovel knight but uh the king of cards um mechanics i don't know it looks pretty cool there's like a rush mode and he's like flipping around a lot it was it was weird um <laughs> but but i that was one of the things that i i was thinking about this is that dlc coming to treasure trove like because i have treasure trove do i get that or is that a separate thing that i now have to buy i would assume it is i mean um the like treasure trove was kind of weird so initially um shovel knight wasn't available on the nintendo switch but if you had previously purchased shovel knight you actually got all the dlc for free so um i purchased shovel knight when it came out physically um naturally and that's also when i purchased the amiibo um and i i got it on playstation 4 and all you had all i had to do was actually finish the campaign and i was able to play through plague knight and specter knight's dlcs um, hmm. so I, yeah, I would assume that it will come in an update, um, for treasure trove, especially yeah. because the, the amiibo set is called the treasure trove, like amiibo. Um, mm-hmm. and it comes with King Knight as well, which mm-hmm. he's okay. got his own DLC. So yeah, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Cause if it's something that comes with it, I'll obviously jump in to try it, but I don't think this is something that I would go out of my way to purchase. Not that I'm saying anything bad about the game. I just because of how I felt about the previous DLCs, I don't think I would actually spend money on it. But, I mean, if it's free, I'll definitely try it out, and hopefully I'll love it. Huh. All right, all right. So I think it's about time that we move into news cram. This is where uh, we have a bunch of news stories that we might not have uh, had a whole lot to talk about with them, or um, we just had to cut them out due to time. So these are our news cram stories. Cram, 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 cram. All right. <laughs> I got worried. You started talking real quick and talked about like what news cram was. And I was like, I'm always going to pause for you, dude. You got to get that cram in. I was worried. I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't think he's going to let me cram. I don't think this is going to be a bad day. Yeah. It's time for the listeners to get crammed. All right. So over on IGN, uh, we've got, uh, Yumi Niki. Yeah. And Yume Niki, uh, dream diary launching on Nintendo switch on polygon. Uh, we have Hellblade Senua's sacrifice coming to the Nintendo switch this spring. Um, over mm-hmm. on game informer, we've got uh, big dead cells update and switch performance fix is out now. Um, both Josh and I had an issue with this title because we both had, uh, we both like thought big dead cells was a thing. It like threw us both uh, off. I was- I was hoping it was like a new DLC, like a or like a big head mode, you know, like in the old like like a uh, big seven mode. Jeez, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> who knows, man? Big dead cells coming at you. <laughs> um, over on Game Informer, uh, there is the Trine series is coming to uh, Switch this spring. Um, on Twinfinite, Gris vinyl figure pre-order comes with the game download specifically as a pc download by the way i'm really upset about that i would definitely buy it if it came as like a playstation 4 download listen why don't you buy the figure and just give me the code 
What a great deal. I spent $45 on a figure. It's not the first time. Um, And over on Game Informer, we've got uh, Fury, not Furry. Just thought I'd point that out. Uh, Fury developers announce Haven, a stylish adventure game. Um, Now, it is so time to hop into god bless the crowd this is where uh josh almost exclusively goes to different crowdfunding sites grabs some indie games on them and we uh bring them up for your guys's amusement and or um for me to heckle and criticize josh about them it's pretty fun um so today's i, I don't think so <laughs> i doubt the developers think so either but you know probably not he should probably they stop ain't listening bro <laughs> They ain't listening. Um, One day. So we've got two today. We've got Chained Echoes and Roa. Um, I'm very, very excited for Chained Echoes. I think it looks amazing. Uh, Chained Echoes currently has uh, $48,648 out of its uh, $68,062 goal. And it says 14 days ago. I definitely think it's going to get backed. I I would be surprised if it didn't. This game looks so good, Josh. I know it. It does look pretty dope. I I don't know because I'm trying to think of when I put this up and where it was at at that time, and I think it's sitting around the same area. That being said, like it's got a lot of backers already. It's almost at 1,500 backers. So like, there's a lot of people who want this game, but uh, it's still got a little bit to go. It's got about it's got about 20k to go. So that's not a you know, it's nothing to scoff at, but uh, it's not a, not a little amount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so chain decos is a 16 bit fantasy RPG with mechs and airships. Um, it is a, they say it's a classic JRPG adventure that combines, I mean, an RPG and a JRPG, like the whole classification to be a JRPG. I understand that they have specific styles, but JRPG sta- just stands for Japanese RPG. And this <laughs> is developed in Germany. So it's like a, it's, it's just an classic. RPG. Yeah. Um, a classic JRPG adventure that combines a fantasy world full of magic with mechs and airships. I think the mechs are such a cool addition to this. That was why I was mostly drawn to it is because it's got really, really cool mechs, let alone me being a huge pixel whore. I really, really like the 16 bit, uh, like pixel graphics. I think it looks very, very pretty. Um, the key features that they boast is uh, 20 to 25 hours of playtime, uh, fast-paced, turn-based battles, which is actually pretty cool because they don't have a battle scene, um, and you mm-hmm. actually battle them, uh, like you battle monsters where you find them. So you can actually, like, let's say there's, and they talk about this later down in the Kickstarter, but if there's a uh, like a chandelier, you can actually shoot it down. You can use the environment against your enemies. I think that's really cool. Um, no random encounters, so you always know who you're fighting. Um, you've got tons of items to be looted, stolen, or crafted. Complex skills and equipment system. Um, or just complex skill and equipment system. Uh, you can customize your air trip. Travel. Fuck, dude, I just said air trip. Uh, airship. <laughs> travel and fight by foot or in your mech. Uh, and, of course, they boast about the uh, the art style and the music. I think this game looks so good, Josh. It looks so good. One thing that definitely threw me off was that they have a section where it says language and it just shows the like British flag. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that just means English. Yeah, it's only in English. Yeah, they said that the game will be in English only. I just thought it was weird that they like put the flag there. I was like, why don't you just say it's in English? I don't. I mean, I guess you did both, but still, that's weird. (laughs) 
it's just a nice little visual. They're just trying to, cause, cause like all the little the the extras they have, all the the other different uh, flags there for the other countries. Yeah, as know, stretch it, goals, they have it like, oh, they'll put it in Japanese and uh, Chinese and um, Spanish. How are they not gonna have and... Japanese if it's a classic JRPG? Right. I mean. <laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they also have stretch goals to get a Nintendo Switch or PS4 port. Um, I honestly, I, I doubt they might hit those, but I think this would get mm-hmm. funded. The Oh my God, the stretch goal is like 80, 80K to, to get like PS4 and Switch. And it just says Switch, but I would assume PS4 is lumped in with that. There's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they do show PS4 as a stretch goal, like, then they the never image, say anything about but it. But they don't say anything about it. So I'm assuming it's just part of that. Or maybe that's the to be announced for the 70K one. I don't know. I don't know why they would not announce it. Yeah, though, so. I don't know why there's to be announced. When is it to be announced? When you get funded? What's what? I don't understand. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But no, but like from a gameplay perspective, I would love to play this. Like it, it looks so good. It. It also kind of looks like two games in one with the like the the mech thing. Like yeah, it, the mechs it, look so cool. It takes like a very weird turn, like out of nowhere with that. But like, uh, I'm definitely about it. One of the my like my biggest issues with JRPGs, like I, I generally play a lot of them, but one of the things I just don't like is I hate random encounters, and I'm so glad that they don't have that in this. Like, uh, thinking of like Octopath Traveler, man, I love that game, but like enough with the random encounter stuff it's just so much it's so much grindiness i i can't take it like this it's such a smart decision on that on their part to to take that out even though i know there are people who like it but ugh, they're psychopaths um really <laughs> tell us how you really feel about them damn um but no but like it, it just looks so so nice i definitely would love playing this game um I'm a little upset that it's one of those like things that's not really going to ever come to Switch. And even if it does, it'll be way later because that's where I want to play my games. Um, but Liar, uh, dude, you're always playing on PC. Freaking I mean, yeah, I do. But like for games that require a PC, like this, this doesn't need that. Like this, this isn't going to have problems running on the Switch. You're saying like, West of Loathing, the most non like well, graphics okay. dependent okay. game, okay. needs let's, to be run on a PC. Let's, let's, let's take a step back. All right. That thing was on sale because <laughs> of the Steam sale. And that is another reason why people are always PC gamers is because they have such great deals. Get off my dick. Come on now. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the point is, this game is going to be good. Everyone should back it, and that way it actually comes out. Right? I don't often uh, back games on Steam, but I might actually do this one. I'm really thinking Steam. about it. Fuck. And, dude, my life is horrible. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. I don't often back games on Kickstarter, but I might do so in this one. I might yeah. actually do so. I'm not you even going to criticize the them for having the, the... No, dude. There's too many. <laughs> what? We Come literally on, talk to two or three every fucking episode of the podcast. We have 19 episodes. There's no way I'm backing all of them. Come on, man. You have so much so much physical goods money. Why don't you just stop spending it on all these damn plushies and buy a Kickstarter game? I mean, that's fair. If these game, If this game had a plush, I would do it. But this game only has an art book. 
which is still cool. It's got an art book and it's got some postcards, both really cool. Uh, both things that'll just sit on my shelf, but a plushie, it'll sit on my <laughs> shelf and I'll get to look at it constantly. And I don't even have to touch it to look at it. I can just look at it. Okay. Leave me alone, Josh. <laughs> I really like mechs too, dude. This game is so fucking cool. I really hope it gets funded. Even if it doesn't like get fully funded, I like, I hope they find another way to find like a crowdfunding source or just something. This game looks so good. Mm-hmm. It looks so good, Josh. Yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't get funded, uh, we talked a little bit off the air on this, but it's definitely something where this game, it looks so flushed out that I can't imagine it not actually coming out. It just, it obviously won't be as early to come out, or it, on the flip side, might not be as polished when it comes out. Yeah, I might have some features that were taken out or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, it might not have certain areas where there's actual voice acting or it might have certain areas that don't have certain animations to it. You know, there's there's different little things that'll get cut out that would have made the game overall a much nicer experience that will probably, you know, be something Maybe they'll have to negative. put in random encounters. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck, fuck, dude, seriously? Fuck them. <laughs> You're like, you just ruined it. I'm not even going to buy your game now. I don't care that it just came out. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I'm not that I'm not that crazy about the, the random encounters thing. I don't think they're psychopaths, but I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> uh, so for our second game on here, uh, Roa is a challenging platformer, a uh, challenging 2D platformer with fighting game elements from the creators of Wings of Vi and I Want to Be the Bashi. The the Bashi. The yeah. Bashi. Do you know these games? Yeah, you don't know these? No, I okay, oh, so dude. something that these I did are... think was kind of annoying was that the developer, he he or she, um don't know, but um it says about the developer, I'm a successful game developer. I've released the games. I just I felt like I don't know why. I just thought it was really weird that this is successful. I don't know why you're boasting <laughs> that you've made a game. Okay. That's cool. Uh-huh. He's he's he and or she is proud of what he and or she has done. So right. I mean, I do love the inherent like like sarcasm in their first tier. That's five dollars, and it just says, "Wow, thanks." <laughs> that's uh, pretty much what it is, man. I can't believe you've never heard of those games, dude. If you so you know how we're always like games are tough. Play play this game. Play Wings of Vi. Games are tough. <laughs> I'm just bad play. at them. I'm not saying they're tough. They're just I mean, terrible at video games. This this game is fucking tough. Like Wings of Vi and I Wanna Be the Boshi, they're they're the kind of games that are like very meticulous about you need to do everything right or you will die. Wow, you're really selling me on this, dude. I'm really like, I'm well, that's, it. that's actually, no, but that's actually what was interesting about this game is I was looking at it and it doesn't, it doesn't seem the same. Like it, it definitely feels different, at least from like the, the visual aspect. It seems like it's less, um, demanding, I guess. I don't, I don't not really a great play, like great way to say it, but it doesn't seem as, uh, unforgiving, um, in its, its combat. But then again, at the same time, I feel like Wings of Vi was a little bit smoother than this one. Yeah, um, its he, gameplay looks pretty clunky. 
I just had to yeah. say that. From what I've seen, it looks like really slow and clunky. Which is interesting because Wings of Iowa was so smooth. But this, uh, the developer talks about going over to Unity now rather than what whatever they were using before. It was some some other kind of game maker. Um, so maybe it's just you know the the actual technical side of this uh of unity behind it is him like him or her learning uh to make it more fluid and i don't know what it will actually be like later on um then again looking at it there's like a lot of stuff that seems to be already done or at least in a kind of beta version when does this say that it should come out yeah october 2019 so it's it's actually not that far away to to really think about it um so it, it probably will have that kind of clunky style to it, but that might be where a lot of the challenges, which could turn off, you know, a lot of people just because of how it plays. Um, but you know, what's I don't really going to turn you off. Their stretch goal for a Switch release releases in twenty twenty. <laughs> I <it>. fucking <laughs> why do they do this? I mean, they why have to develop the game for a whole new platform. <laughs> no, why can't it just be simple? <sighs> I know. I understand why. I just, I just wish it would stop being that way. Just That's develop fair. it on the Switch first, and then. <laughs> I mean, it's a big platform. I get I like know. people are making a lot of money on it. Um, I don't know if we actually covered this initially, but Roa has uh, at the time of recording eight thousand eight hundred twenty dollars out of its ten thousand goal. Uh, it's still got thirty days to go. Um, and it has 170 backers. I still don't understand how these Kickstarters are getting more than the 30 days. So uh, I looked into that. Kickstarter actually does not have to start in 30 days. I believe the cap is 60 days. Why the fuck are people doing 30 then? So Kickstarter specifically suggests 30, though. Even though there's 60 days that you have available, it recommends... 30 because it's what they have seen has been uh in the past the best time frame and the reason is you know you have something out there for so long it kind of yeah there's not the urgency yeah exactly there's not as much urgency you might just be like i'll wait and see how it goes and then never put money into it because you forget about it or or you you just wait to see if it gets funded so you don't have to put money into it (laughs) that too there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of of different reasons but i mean i guess this is okay for them they're still looking pretty good with 30 days to go but yeah it doesn't have to be 30 days it's just they're recommended and that's why you generally always see that 30 day start Oh, okay. So one thing I did want to point out to you, um, just as kind of a little fun bit, since we often joke about anime titties, um, at the bottom of this Kickstarter page, there's like a pinup version of the main character. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. And then when I looked up the Wings of Vi thing, oh, like yeah, the Wings 90% of, very... of that was like pinup versions of the main character. Yeah, Wings of Vi, the main character, is very, uh, uh, not indecent, but uh, she's pretty damn close. (laughs) So, Roa looks pretty interesting. I think it looks really cool. I'm definitely, oh, what the fuck? The, like, $999 tier is Senpai Notice You. Senpai Notices (laughs) You. That's wow, awesome. You get to meet and dine with the real dev team, not the fake one. 
That's so nice. <laughs> I know. I mean, oh, I would totally just, you know, not show them. <laughs> Get a mouthful of Danish cuisine in Copenhagen? What? It says that this is being developed in Las Vegas, Nevada. What? I guess they're taking you to Copenhagen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Specifically on the game, though, it, it looks like something I would play, but I don't think I would drop the full uh, full price point for it. Um, mostly because those games, you they're like... You would pay $27 for this game? Mm, probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because, like, with these kind of games, I enjoy Challenge, but the past games that this developer has done um have been to the point where i'm just gonna rage real hard and i just can't do it anymore i can't do those kind of games i i need i need some challenge but not overwhelming to the point where i'm like fuck this game fuck everything i hate the world (laughs) it's too much Ah, nice. Um, all right. We'll see. <laughs> so I would like to move on to our last little segment of the podcast. This is our indie games release schedule. Um, this is where I go around, I grab a big list, sometimes small list, uh, sometimes mediocre list. It all just depends on the week of indie <laughs> games coming out in the given week. Let you know what platform and what day they will be out. Most of these will be out. Uh, most, if not all, will be out by the time that this is airing. So just go to your favorite platform and you will or will not see them depending on if they released on it. Just thought I'd let you know. Um, so these are the indie games coming out between February 17th and the 23rd. Um, in our multiple category, we've got Almost There, the platformer comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC Tuesday, February 19th. Uh, we've got Devil Engine comes to Windows PC and Switch Thursday, February 21st. Uh, Hell Warders comes to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch Thursday, February 21st. And Daggerhood, which actually looks really, really good. Um, it is out on uh supposedly it's out now on playstation 4 and playstation vita um i believe it's cross by but i will not uh just say that i'm not gonna say it is but i believe it is um (laughs) on playstation 4 we've got hacky zack is coming to playstation 4 tuesday february 19th uh pode is coming to playstation 4 tuesday february 19th rhyme what uh rhyme 9000 uh that's r-y-m-9 R-I-M-E. Two different games. Um, our Rhyme 9000 comes to PlayStation 4 at Tuesday, February 19th. And uh, Unexplored Unlocked Edition comes to PlayStation 4 Tuesday, February 19th. Now moving on to Xbox One, we've got uh, Daggerhood comes to the Xbox One on Wednesday, February 20th. And uh, Unexplored Unlocked Edition comes out on Xbox One Friday, February 22nd. Um, Now for the massive amount of Switch games comparatively. Uh, Coming to Switch this week, uh, we've got Trying to Complete Story comes to Switch Monday, February 18th. Blaze Rush comes to Switch Tuesday, February 19th. Almost There the Platformer comes to Switch Tuesday, February 21st. Origami Shadow Edition, I believe this is actually a physical copy, comes to Nintendo Switch Thursday, February 21st. Uh, Gigantic Army comes to Switch Thursday, February 21st. Cube... Uh, spelled with a Q, so it's Q-U-B-E. Uh, two comes to Switch Thursday, February 21st. The Journey Down trilogy comes to Switch Thursday, February 21st. First, 
Uh, Warplanes WW2 Dogfight comes to Nintendo Switch uh, Thursday, February 21st. Xmorph Defense comes to Switch Thursday, February 21st. Uh, Quest for the Golden Duck comes to Switch Friday, February 22nd. Uh, and <coughs> Tear or Tire, T-Y-R, uh, Chains of Valhalla comes to Switch Friday, February 22nd. And uh, supposedly there's only one coming out on Windows PC, but I don't believe that. Uh, it's Heretic Operative comes to Windows PC Monday, February 18th. Um, are there any games on this list that you might think you're going to play next week or this week, Josh? You, you thinking you're just super down into Pode? You're just going to play a lot of Pode? Yeah, Pode? P-O-D-E, Pode. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. It's interesting. Pode, yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, Daggerhood looks pretty cool. Um, you stole my also, bitch. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I figured you would say it, so I'm not going to – I'm going to use a different one. But um, but it also does come to the Nintendo Switch, uh, but not until February 22nd. Oh, well, there you go. Um, um, so maybe I'll get that. Um, but as far as like a different game that I was looking at from the full list, um, there's also hacky Zach. <laughs> yeah. That um, one's weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really interesting because it, it kind of reminds me of what meat boy would be. If you also had to worry about like something like, I don't know, a secondary part to it. Like, I don't know. It, it reminds me of the jumping, throughout the platform kind of like meat boy-esque but you're basically playing with a hacky sack and you have to get it to a certain area and there's all these like little traps or puzzles or things where the different uh the hacky sack will get teleported to it's basically a puzzle game but it it looks kind of cool i feel like it would get frustrating real quick though depending on how easy the the jump mechanics are to go back and forth to the hacky sack but um but it looks interesting. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. It looks like uh, the platforming is like the difficulty of Meat Boy, but then you also have to worry about juggling a hacky sack to yeah. like its exit point. Yeah. Damn, this game looks hard as hell. It looks really fun though. <laughs> yeah. It's like weird. You just jump around and you have to constantly like bounce this hacky sack. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. Um. Like like you said, and I said Daggerhood is definitely the one that I'm going to pick up. Um, it's like a 2D, pla- a 2D pixel platformer, but you have this like weird mechanic where you can throw daggers and like teleport to them. It's it's really weird and really cool at the same time. Um, wow, trying to like pull something up on it and you accidentally click on Metacritic. That's always fun. <laughs> I really hate that Metacritic is like always the first thing that pops up. Um yeah, I mean, I don't have, like, a massive amount to say about Daggerhood. I was just giving you shit for <laughs> choosing Daggerhood. Um, it's uh, set your sights on stealing the king's gold and armed uh, and armed with your dagger he can throw and reclaim by teleporting to its current position. Um, he's going to need help. I really, I mean, I understand his name is Daggerhood, but they really just should have named it something else. It's... <laughs> It's hard to read press releases when your name is Daggerhood. Um, I really like the art style, and a lot of the enemies are really interesting and, like, weird. The characters' designs are really fun. They have, like, this weird spider that's just, like, really fat and, like, foaming at the mouth. It's just odd. Um, Yeah, so this is a puzzle platformer with, it seems like, and I hate to say this because I feel like it's oversimplifying it, but with, like, action elements where, uh, so you throw this dagger and that's, 
the most action it has otherwise you like teleport to the dagger um and try to get through like different puzzling locations i think it looks really cool i'm definitely more than uh, i was gonna say i'm definitely more than likely gonna pick this up <laughs> so <laughs> so you're definitely so really it's up in the air i don't know going to do it. <laughs> yeah I just, i'm not sure um i'm i'm interested to see if you can actually throw the dagger in a vertical instead of only horizontal i think but i think that might uh, like break the game um yeah because I don't know where you would like land when you teleport, so you probably cannot do it that way. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, and you plus like you stick to platforms. It seems like there's unless it's just certain like sections of the game. Um, there's certain like pictures and screenshots where you could see Daggerhood like he's uh, upside down. So mm-hmm. I don't really know, but I actually yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up Daggerhood. I'll probably be talking about it next week. It looks like a good game. It looks like a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing what you think of it. You know what I'm looking way more forward to? This week's probing questions. Uh, So every week I come with a weird question generally about Josh's genitalia, almost never about it. And we talk about it for (laughs) the... the Definitely, most likely we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this week's random question is i this kind of goes back to when i asked um i asked you and errol like if you ever had a situation when you were a kid of like dumb stuff you did that you definitely should have died from um and this week's i just want to know dumb shit you did or thought as a kid um so i've got a couple different things uh when i was a kid i didn't want to do my homework while i was in class or i guess it's just schoolwork it's not homework because you don't take it home um Mm -hmm. i didn't want to do that so i super glued my hands together um and i had to go to the nurse's office so we could run hot water between my fingers to get the super glue off um that is a great story (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got detention for a while because of that, but I thought it was definitely worth it. Um, And then another one that comes to mind is, and I don't know how old I was. I think I was like four. My brother convinced me that a worm was a gummy worm, but it was like a chocolate flavored gummy worm. Yes. And I ate a worm. I ate a live worm. People have brought up, like in the years of me telling this story, people have brought up, they're like, you didn't notice that it was alive? I didn't. I specifically remember not noticing that this was alive. I don't oh. know how I was such a dumb child to not oh. notice a worm like wriggling, but weird shit happens, dude. You never know. Uh, I don't. There's nothing I could possibly tell that will what? top your worm oh, story. Oh, I thought you were going to say there's like nothing. I was like, you're the Einstein of children. You've got nothing. I mean,. Stupid kid things. I don't know. I can't. It's so hard when you put me on the spot because <laughs> I I really don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done a ton of stupid shit, but I don't really recall it. <laughs> Do you ever just think um, about the stuff in retrospect? You're like, wow, I was so dumb. Like one of my sister's boyfriends told me that snakes would sometime crawl up the pipes of your house and come out your toilet. And it was like a big thing. And then I realized years later that I think it was just like in, in like a euthanism for poop. That It's like a toilet snakes. That's definitely a euthanism for poop. <laughs> 
man, I, I'm trying to think. I can't. Nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> I'm too smart, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously uh, too intelligent for my worm-eating ass. <laughs> I mean, granted, uh, <laughs> I've never done anything like that, so I don't know. God, I'll have to think about this one. I can't think of. Nothing's coming to mind. I'll have to have to try to find. Oh find my gosh! I down, can't believe down it. in the vault. I know. I can't <laughs> think of a single thing. I don't know why. What have I done that's stupid? I've done a lot of stupid things, but I can't think of anything. Not off the um, top of your head. You're like, man, all my, my choices cannot be topped by somebody eating a live worm thinking it's candy. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think most people can. I mean <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty dumb. <laughs> I mean, there's always just super dumb shit you did as a kid. Like yeah, I have a friend who we were shooting BB guns in our backyard and he's kind of like gone back on this. Um, but he says specifically that he aimed at my neighbor's window and shot with the BB gun. But now he says he did not intend to break the window. He just intended to hit the window with a BB. And I was like, I don't understand how you think that wouldn't have broken it. You shot it with a BB gun. <laughs> Just wanted to see it bounce. The only thing I can think I of, I, it wasn't really as a kid. Like It was kind of like a, a kid, but I was just drunk, so <laughs> it's kind of kid state-esque. <laughs> but um, I was at the beach, and you know, like uh, when it's nighttime at the beach, there's like the lifeguard stands that no one's at. Yeah, and, the um, like, guard stations that I've seen in yeah, every yeah, movie. yeah. yeah. So they, they basically have like these large white ramps and the ramps have this like, it's almost like, um, it's, it's a very rough material and it's kind of like not spiky, but it's like specifically like a material that will help grab your foot and make sure that you don't slip because obviously you're going to be wet or like dirty while you're going back and forth from the beach water up to the, the guard stand. So we were all standing there and we were drunk. And I was very drunk. And uh, and there was one point we were listening to music, and I don't know why, but I went to go slide down the ramp, but I tried to slide down it like you would if you were on like a stage, like as like you know, like a, a, a person in a band, like to to like slide down on your knees and like part of your leg. And so I did that instantly ripped a ton of skin off of my leg. And then slammed into it because obviously my legs did not slide forward and just slammed my face down onto the ground. And I'm dumb for eating a worm. What? <laughs> I was very drunk. It's different. <laughs> it's definitely different. I was it's like so four, different. dude, and I ate a worm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like my outcome better. <laughs> I. I'd rather rip my legs than eat a worm. That's fair. I don't remember it uh, because it was so traumatic. I like remember the events leading up to it, but don't remember actually ingesting the worm. Uh, mm. But that's about it for this episode of the Indie Incursion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, we bring you the indie games news and all sorts of other stuff each and every week. This posts uh, every Friday on uh, at the moment we have it on Podbean, Spotify, Google Music, and of course YouTube. Uh, super easy to find. If you guys would like to track our written 
written content, you can go check out the website that we do this for, um, parallaxmedia.one. And if you'd like to chat with us outside of the show, you can follow me and talk to me on Twitter at Hyde Legion, and you can follow and talk to Josh at the underscore George 90. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this and once again, we might be changing the indie games release schedule uh, next week, so just keep an eye peeled for that, and make sure you keep an eye peeled uh, for Josh's content coming out about West of Loathing. All sorts of cool indie game content recently, actually, uh, from Parallax Media. We had like a Sweet Stardew Valley article, uh, Wargroove article. We had our indie game spotlight that uh, Josh normally does, but Jason did this week. So uh, make sure you guys go check out those. They're all sorts of fun. Um, to read so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and i hope you guys have a great week bye guys